Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, The King James Version is the Word of God. And in this week's message, Pastor DeMichael teaches us about the King James Bible and the importance of not only knowing what we believe, but also why we believe what we do. He expounds on the vital importance of building our faith on the solid foundation of God's Word, and that we can know for sure exactly what God's words are. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this program again, or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Colossians chapter 1, and take a look in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of of his dear son. So when we got saved, we were delivered from the power of darkness. We were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Aren't you glad that's all in the past tense? It's already happened. If you're saved, you've been delivered from the power of darkness, and you've already been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. That's why you can't lose your salvation, folks. It's not yours to lose. God translated you into that kingdom. He'd have to untranslate you out. It isn't going to happen. All right, now look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. How many of you think the subject of salvation is important? All right, take a look at verse 14. In whom, speaking of Christ, in whom we have redemption. Redemption is to be bought back. What's the price of redemption? Through his what? Blood. How many of you think the blood of Christ is important? It's absolutely essential for our salvation. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. All right, uh, let's read verse uh, 14 in the RSV, Revised Standard Version. In whom we have redemption for the forgiveness of sins. What was left out? Through his blood. Someone said uh, when, when the, the uh, NASV came out, or excuse me, the RSV came out, was the first one to do it, said, well, it's in, it's in other places. Then the next version took it out in another spot, and out of 14 direct references, they finally came up with the good news for modern man, which is essentially a bloodless Bible. It no longer directly references the blood of Christ in the New Testament for your redemption. See how it's done? All right, let's look at the uh, uh, NIV, New International Version. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. All right. uh, New American Standard Version, NASV. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Okay. So, folks, uh, I don't know about you, but I think the blood of Christ is an important subject, and our redemption is an important subject, and the blood of Christ is left out. So, again, this is just a sampling. All right. Let's let's look at another one here. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. Just trying to whet your appetite and help you understand... Uh, why we stand where we stand on this subject. I, kn- I know there are things that Christians can fuss about that are anything but irreducible minimums, but to me, the foundation is an irreducible minimum. Because if the foundations are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? What do we stand on? All right. Now, uh, we've, looked at, uh, uh, we've looked at the virgin birth of Christ. We've looked at the blood atonement of Christ. Now we're going to look at the deity of Christ. I think we would all agree. I don't even need to raise a hands here. Uh, how many we think is important that the, the deity of Jesus Christ, that's an essential doctrine. First Timothy chapter 3, and look at verse 16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Watch this now. God was manifest in the flesh. You know who that is? That's Christ. 
God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That is the most direct reference anywhere in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation that Jesus Christ is God. It's the most direct reference. You can't miss that that was Christ if you were trying. Look at all the description here. Manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. You can't mistake that description for anybody else but Christ. And it says he was God manifest in the flesh. So they say nothing important has been altered. So let's see what the RSV says. Great indeed, we confess, is a mystery of our religion. He was manifest in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. So God was replaced with what word? He. Well, we know that he's he. But the direct reference to him being God is gone. By the way, there's no manuscript justification for it. Whoever was translating didn't like the deity of Christ. Remember something. The first time Satan tempted man, the first thing he did is he questioned what God said. He said, yea, hath God said? Did God really say that, Eve? Are you really not supposed to eat from that tree? Really? What do you think? Just questioning it. All right, let's look at the... Um, uh, NIV, New International Version. Beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great. He appeared in a body, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. He. He, not God. All right. Um, let's have the uh, NASV. And by a common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. Pretty short verse, huh? Do you know, um, the NASV, over and over and over again, next to verses, they'll have a little marking, and it'll say, see margin, see margin, see margin. And then they give this long explanation of what might and might not be. And you could rightly call that Bible the see margin Bible. Because I guarantee you there's a see margin there, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you, got, there you heard it, see? Um, but, again, folks, the deity of Christ. The deity of Christ. Does it get any more important than that? I, I, I can't imagine that it does. All right, uh, here's, here's an interesting one. Go to James. Go to the book of James. And James chapter 5. And uh, we're going to have a new uh, entry into this discussion. The New King James Bible is going to come along here with the modern versions on something. And uh, by the way, the New King James Bible is not completely a King James Bible. Now, in many of these ones that we just looked at, it, it agrees with the old King James, but there are some changes, and I'm going to show you one of them right now. It's a whole study in and of itself, but all six of, uh, all five of these, excuse me, or four of these now, um, uh, agree in this particular case. And uh, we're going to look at James chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse uh, 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. Uh, the Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man 
availeth much. Now, a fault is different from a sin in that a fault is a tendency. Uh, a fault could be like saying, okay, brother, pray for me. I have this tendency to be lazy. Would that be a fault? Okay. Uh, pray for me. I have a tendency to spend too much time watching TV. Uh, that's, that's a fault. And faults can lead to sins. We're not supposed to confess our sins to each other. Um, I do counseling as a pastor, but I am not a Catholic priest. You don't come to me with your sins. I don't grant you absolution. And some of you that were involved in Catholicism as I was, you're familiar with that concept. For those of you that aren't, um, what we were taught was that Jesus generally paid for our sins, but there was a lot of things we needed to do and the church could do for us, including the priest who had been granted powers to give me absolution from sin if I would come to confession to him and literally confess my sins. And I was to get into the confessional booth and I was to tell him all the nasty things I had done in, in a certain amount of detail. Now, to be honest with you, I seldom did that. I never came to him with any felonies and always just, I sort of, I sort of cleaned up the misdemeanors. And then what he would do is he would say a prayer in Latin that I couldn't understand and then he would grant me absolution, provided I did the penance. And the penance generally was certain prayers. He would re require me to say like four or five Hail Marys. It was a sort of a canned prayer. Uh, Our Fathers, which is mostly taken out of Matthew chapter 6 and skewed a little bit. And then some act of contrition, which uh, again is another Catholic prayer. And if I did all that penances, or like for instance, if I admit I stole a candy bar at the store, he'd make me go and pay it back. And so I never confess those again. <laughs> Those would cost me a quarter, 50 cents, a buck. You know, if I'd been a really bad thief that week, maybe two bucks. So after a while, I just decided I, I thought I still could get to heaven with unconfessed candy bar swipes. But folks, you know, we can laugh about this, and, and there is a humorous aspect of it. You know what's sad about it is when people depend on that for their salvation. And that's what I was doing, folks. I was depending on it. I, I made it to confession at least once a month, and some of you can identify and, and so, uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm very conscious of this. Your King James Bible is, is very careful to tell you to confess your faults to one another. It's a sense of humility and to pray for one another. We pray for one another in these areas. And you see a brother or sister with a fault, you pray for them. And you pray for, we pray for each other in these faults. But I'm not going to come and tell you my sins. The Bible says there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. He's the high priest that I tell my sins to. By the way, do you really want to hear somebody else's sins? Well, I know I don't, and I can't do anything with them. But Christ can, amen? Christ can, and He is our one mediator. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The King James Version is the Word of God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lessons, pastor taught about how we can rest assured that the King James Bible is in fact the Word of God. The world is filled with uncertainty and questions about God and where we fit, but God provides us clear and certain answers in the Bible, a Bible that we can hold in our hands and open anytime. If you are listening today and are unsure of your eternal destiny, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church or visit our website at tvbc.org and we will gladly help in any way that we can. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org 
for more information. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come and join us for our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. And of course, all the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 p.m., which has the Master Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.